Thank you for joining us for this episode of Journey Now, produced by Journey Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. For more information on Journey Church and our gatherings, visit journeytn.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Journey Now podcast. I'm your host for today, Susie Lind, and I'm pretty oh excited goodness. about it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Man. Yeah. I know, I was gone this last weekend, so I have all this worked up energy ready what for the podcast. What were you doing? Where were you? I was in California visiting family yes. and friends, and yeah. I got to preach at my friend's church, nice. Remembrance Community Church nice. in Torrance, California. Mm. It's a great little church if you're in California. But, but what did you, you talk know. about, Susie? I talked about Advent. Oh! Oh! <laughs> I got my Advent fix. Yes. Because y'all are not on the Advent <clears throat> I'm train totally, with me. I'm totally there. <laughs> so, yeah, I love, I'm a big fan of liturgy. I'm a big fan of Advent and Lent, Kevin Dixon. So I got to speak on Advent. She literally packed every four weeks of Advent into one, <laughs> one sermon. It's right. a lot of I think I preached right for 45 minutes, <laughs> totally. which they said was okay. And I'm like, that's great. They only give me 30 at Journey. I, know. I got a lot I to say. I know. I know. It was, it was awesome. 35 at Journey. Eh, give or take. <laughs> All right. But I did get to listen to our weekend, and it sounds like we had another really um, – powerful and and very um, important weekend because we talked about things that are really close to people's hearts right now, I think. And and um, we went over the prayers from last week, the laments from last week, and kind of mm-hmm. brought that together in a uh, message conversation, if you will, on prayer and what the wrong answers are when someone's going through an awful time, dark night of the soul, grief, loss, lament of any kind, what the wrong answers are and what the right answers are. Yes. By way of review. Oh, here we go. The two wrong answers. Two wrong answers. Which you said were controversial in Christian circles, but the two wrong answers are. Uh, Only because people don't agree with me. Well, yeah, so I'm going <laughs> to, let me, let me just summarize, let me just summarize for the people <laughs> and kidding. Alyssa who didn't listen. Yeah. And I'm like sitting on the edge of my seat. Here. I know. I'm going to summarize and then I want to talk about the controversy. Love it. So the, I love controversy. I know you do. So the summary is the wrong answer. Someone's going through a horrible time. They've lost somebody. And when you don't show up and say, it must be God's will. And why would we pray, Lord... That's a that was a great response. Why would we pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven if it was the Lord's will that something bad happened? And then the second wrong answer is, oh well, maybe you didn't have enough faith. Yeah. But the right answer, mind blowing, <laughs> mind blowing right answer is I don't know. I don't know why God would allow this to happen, why this would happen to you. I don't know. So, Mike, why is that so controversial? I don't know. Because it seems like a no-brainer to some of us, but it's not. Well, there it's interesting. It represents two different streams of thinking about evil and God's sort of relationship to it, right? There's mm-hmm. the Reformed tradition that has a view of God's sovereignty that locates 
you know, God, and, and, and there are varying degrees of this, but th- there's a view called meticulous sovereignty, which, which is literally that everything that happens on earth is God's will and for his glory. And, and then on the other side of the spectrum, there, there are certain Pentecostal traditions that do seem to emphasize um, if it's only, uh, if, if you don't receive whatever it is that you're praying for, it's because you haven't had enough faith. Mm-hmm. And each tradition has, on the face of it, verses that seem to sort of advocate their view. Um, and so therein lies the controversy, is that going back to those texts and realizing, oh, that's not exactly what Jesus was saying there, or the the great sweep of the uh, the Bible is the recognition that God's will isn't being done, and that's why He's consistently, you know, calling people and rescuing people and delivering people and healing people and so on. So um, there are big streams of Christian thought that would answer some of these questions mm-hmm. differently. Yeah, like I mean, there's scriptures like "Your faith has made you well," mm-hmm. and other ones that yeah, He couldn't do are, miracles because yeah. they lacked faith. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So is it throwing out all? Is it throwing the baby out with the bath of that, or is it <clears throat> is it, is it just saying we don't know? Well, for the faith one, I think I mean personally it, that I, I, it misrepresents the idea of what faith actually turns out to be in the New Testament. So for us, in that view, faith is just psychological certainty. Right. So if I if I believe something and I really believe it and don't doubt, then I can manifest that reality or bring that reality um, into into. I just want to comment on that. Don't stop there, but just remember right where you were, because I think it also that mentality makes Christians also real susceptible to conspiracy theories. Boom! Because Whoa. Be, why is that? Because there's this. Um, if it makes sense and I can and I can believe it, it's it becomes reality. There's right. a there's a belief connection to reality for Christians. In the in what might seem like is unbelievable, like we believe that Jesus rose from the dead, the Jews say that that's a conspiracy, and that Christians believe a conspiracy. Right. right. And so, but our faith is the mental ascension. Does what is what Mike is saying to this this idea, rather than a, a, it working out in our lives in a way that manifests actually what we really do believe. But I think it does. It's part of what makes us really susceptible to conspiracy theories. So so. And not only that, but it makes us really susceptible to blaming the sufferer. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know, if your kid dies, if the pregnancy is lost, if you have mental illness and you're praying for it to be removed, and certainly, I mean, faith plays a role clearly. But in those contexts, the the word faith isn't meaning psychological certainty or mental assent. I mean, it's, it's a verb. Well. Is it more the action of living as though it's true? Well, yeah. I mean, faith is a verb in in Hebrew language. You were verbing all over verbing. California. <laughs> you were. You were. It was amazing. She made that point. It was fascinating. But um, yes, but it's it's even deeper than that. So so faith is a relational concept that could also be translated allegiance or fidelity. Um, in in covenant contexts, it has it, it, it connotes faithfulness. Like faith is faithfulness, um, which you know, it, like if you use the marriage example, 
um, I don't have faith in my wife because I believe certain things about her or because we underwent a ritual. Mm -hmm. I have faith in my wife when I'm faithful to her. Do you know what I mean? Like, and and in um, American circles, often profession of faith gets confused with what faith actually is. And so, faith has very little to do with mental assent. Even the demons mentally assent, right. according to James. Right. Um, and so, it, it, it much more has to do with if you're going to take the Hebrews. Uh, understanding of faith, and much more has to do with the living into the reality of the kingdom, the substance of what's not seen yet real, nevertheless. So it ha- it has much more to do with the alignment of my life with the kingdom more than just convincing myself that something is true. And mm-hmm. that's why doubt can be welcome yeah. in authentic Jesus following, because it may not make sense, and yet you're living into it anyway. Right. That's why my favorite, one of my favorite verses is the man who tells, who asked Jesus, Lord, I believe, but help, help me in my unbelief. Yes. And Jesus heals uh, the man's uh, son, I believe. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. In response to that. Mm -hmm. So, so if, if faith is just psychological certainty, then doubt is the opposite of it. Mm -hmm. But biblically faith, at least for a verse in Paul, Paul contrasts it with sight. So faith is living into the reality you cannot see. Sight is trusting in only what you can see. And so um, that was very sort of eye-opening to me to realize, oh, there is this welcome to doubting because some of the things that we're mentally affirming just don't make sense when we're looking at them. Yet we're invited to live into those things, and then they become self-validating sort of in the rearview mirror. Mm -hmm. So, so the the problem with hey, you just didn't have enough faith is it really misunderstands faith, and I think it also misunderstands what prayer is. Um, prayer is an expression of covenant partnership, right? This is how God tra- trains our desires and our words. I think, and I don't, you know, we don't have to go off on this, but no, I think the- I think we do <clears throat> in some ways because it, it makes it so practical. Because you go, okay, so I can't can't say this anymore, and I can't say this anymore, right? And me just saying, I don't know. You know, is there any, is there any, so why pray? Yes. What? Well, okay, great. Please interrupt me. I don't yeah. want to do all, yeah, at all, all the talking. Um, but Covenant so the, partnership, though, can you use like different words? American words. Okay. Just like um, normal words. Um, corporation, uh, McDonald's. Um, no, I... Just, I was just used thinking of like, other words. Really? Um, no, 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 I am really no. trying to no. get no. there. Amazon. <laughs> um, okay, Covenant. so so the picture we get in Genesis um, is of God speaking, and so His words work, right? Now, and whether that's an image of some reality or right. how it's actually right. happening, I right? Mean, mm-hmm. We can have all those great conversations, but wow. the idea is that God is God. God can do things just by simply verbally speaking them. And then he invites the this this man, but it's the human, not gendered male, but just human, mm-hmm. um, into uh, participation in this this creational setting that God has designed. And as the story unfolds, the this human gets kind of split into male and female, and there's a, there's a glory that in its fullness that is attached when the male and the female, you know, sort of cooperate together. But the idea is that they live in partnership with God 
fulfilling God's intention for creation and it's flourishing. They're spreading shalom, whatever. One of the things you begin to realize, and you see this particularly in the ministry of Jesus, is that 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 one of the ways Jesus displays power is he just speaks things. So he'll calm the storm, he'll curse the fig yes. tree, he'll cast out a demon. Now, sometimes he'll touch, but he's doing that for other reasons. Mm-hmm. But his words have kingdom, like there's kingdom authority. So, so I work all of that into kind of a theology of prayer to say, first, prayer is a way that we participate in the unfolding of the kingdom with God. It's the way that we learn to train our desires and to train our words. Um, and it's like, I have a little boy named Seth, uh, Seth, as he grows, he learns to ask. He, he learns that asking is a way to get things done in the world over power or coercion or violence, right? Mm-hmm. Seth can push his way into things manipulate his way into things, but he's just learning to ask. So there's this fundamental human thing where asking develops us. Mm-hmm. And asking also matures us as we begin to change what it is that we're asking for in the way that we're directed. And so I'm trying to summarize a whole bunch of stuff, but the idea is that that prayer is an expression of partnership that treat treat that teaches us to be safe with our words. Uh, because I think our words do have power, even in the very residual manner that cursing somebody, you know, really can affect them for uh, a whole lifetime or blessing somebody can really nourish their their being. And so to me, prayer is this spoken partnership with God and requesting is the element of relationship. That is how God and human beings mm. partner together in the outworking. It's not through coercion. It's not through violence. It's not through our manipulation or efforts. It's through asking and partnering. So um, that is an expression of... So what happens if we don't ask and partner? Well, I mean, James will James will rebuke the the Jewish communities that he's writing to by saying, you have wisdom available to you, but because you do not ask, you do not get it. So I think there are things that um, don't happen because we've not asked, and there are things that do happen because we have. Now, there are other things God's going to do regardless, right? Jesus will come back regardless of whether or not we're asking. The sun will rise tomorrow regardless of whether or not we're making sure it does. But there does seem to be this stream of Christian theology that suggests that prayer actually does work in the world. And if it didn't, it would be a a pointless and fruitless exercise, right? When Jesus was praying, take this cup from me, he actually believed that God could do that. Mm Uh, and that God could respond to his request. And so, you know, I, in my tradition, we want to minimize all the examples where God, quote, changes his mind in response to human prayer. Uh, I, but I think those are the prime examples of the kind of partnership that God's genuinely interested in. I know that's a whole heck of a lot. So in that, just on that last bit that you just said, do you think that it's not actually that God is changing his mind, but that he wants us to partner with him? Yeah. That's interesting. God will give, God always gives conditionals, right? So if Nineveh repents, I will do this. Yeah. If they don't, I will do this. And so um, if the invitation is partnership. Now, now again, I mean, we're in massively controversial waters. Right. Uh, Alyssa's nodding. Yes. But I'm presenting an idea of prayer that I think best represents the 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 creational teaching of God's I mean that's why that's why wow. the the man names animals. Well, so there's verbal work being done mm-hmm. in partnership with God and God saying 
and God's saying, oh, that's interesting what you just named but that it, animal. But what you're also describing in this is the relational component of us with God. Yeah. You're describing a relationship rather than something other totally, than relationship. Totally. So there's this, you know, Jesus says, you know, I pray, I ask the Father, I go to the Father. So the description is you're coming, it's the idea of stepping into a relationship that you go to your Father and say, hey, I could use some bread. I, you know, yeah. I could use some, you know, and, and the Father, and he right. says, what, what good Father right. wouldn't give what is needed? Now, <laughs> we live in a world where fathers are jacked up. Yeah. So that that part of prayer, um, I think, culturally and in in a fallen world, gets messed up because that relational component of yeah, but you didn't know my father, and so there's a lot of um, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. experiential issues of trauma with parental totally. relationships that scars and and I would say mars this idea of. Of prayer, yeah, I agree with your premise. I agree with the way you because this is if it wasn't if God said to us, "Yeah, I want you to come and ask me stuff, but I'm going to do whatever I want anyway." Right? There is a degree of fruitlessness to it. Well, what good father and it, does? And then so, it falls into the sovereignty of God category. Yeah, I was just going to ask: Is that controversial because it doesn't line up with the sovereignty of God stuff that some hmm. some traditions or streams absolutely of, is that what is that why when you say this is controversial that's one is aspect that, of it is that yes, why that's one aspect well what's sure. another aspect of it then um there i think there are some that um would would say well if god already knows if god already knows what i want why would i ask and why does god why did why did Jesus why does Jesus talk um, about chutzpah and persistence like where does that fit in the whole like prayer mm-hmm. equation? It's actually chutzpah. You got to get the don't don't chutzpah. Sorry, she's right. Oh, are you Hebrew scholar now, Alyssa? <laughs> nope. <laughs> but um, anyway, so so yes, there there are kind of and this is where we. The temptation really is to just reduce prayer to some sort of formula, because yeah. it is it, it is this messy human divine partnership uh, that I think it's is genuine. Praise, repent, ask, and yield. Ah, is that what that is? I thought it was acts. I thought it was adore, <laughs> confess, yes. thanks, and supplication. supplication. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean... it just means eating, right? <laughs> well, in some cases, absolutely. So all that is to say, I mean, yes, it's controversial, no question about it. But but um, and even the the idea that prayer does stuff in the world that there are things that don't happen because people haven't prayed. You can take that and abuse the heck out of that thing too. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it's you know back to Kevin's point when Jesus frames it in father child imagery um that's doing work in that culture that's a little different than kind of how we see it in our yeah. culture but there that's a way of um of bounding prayer around parental wisdom and knowledge mm-hmm. that kind of we don't appreciate the same way Alyssa took a deep breath, which means there is something on her mind. What is happening? Oh, she's making faces. What's happening? She's cringing. I'm very emotive. I don't know why. Alyssa, who's wearing a Smash the Patriarchy t-shirt today, everyone. 
It's true. I feel like every week we have to tell everybody what you're wearing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> could be worse. <laughs> What's on my mind? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. There's prayer is a funny thing, and I think there's like just. There's so much about the conversation that's frustrating to me because I feel like it all contradicts itself. Like as you start talking about prayer and you start talking about who God is and our role in that, there's just there's so many different things to consider. And it makes my mind go spinning. Mm. So that's why I took a deep breath. Because I don't I, I wouldn't say that there's something that I can like put my hat on and be like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me when it comes to prayer. Um, I don't have like a like a satisfactory answer for myself on it. So it seems like a difficult thing to talk about. But I think we we start with this idea that like God is present with his people and he wants to know his people and he knows his people. Mm-hmm. And he is not someone who is distant and um, apart from us. And mm-hmm. I think that's the yeah. the thing that has to tie it all together, right? Uh, the rest are, are just theories that we have about it. I mean, even that potentially is a theory, but there's this level of like, we're choosing to believe that we have a God who's involved. And prayer, in, in my opinion, no matter how you shake it, is just acknowledging the fact that he's involved. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, for me, as far as I can get with it, is like we're acknowledging that you're involved, and like I have this very different viewpoint of like how I think about God and the way that He's involved within us. I think He's in all of us. I think He is present. I think He is He is active in all of this. But I think it's it just gets really funky when we start to say that like we can change His mind or we can control him um or you know anything like that like there's just this level of confusion that comes when you say control when you say control him like if i have enough faith i can get god to do what i want him to do well there's even maybe control is not the right word but there is this level of like we have sway we have we have a say in how this goes down um I don't know, but that seems contradictory to the other things that we say about God, that he is all-powerful, that he is all-knowing, that he is, Mm -hmm. you know, he transcends time, you know, and humanity. It's just like, do we really, like, I think if anything, we pray and try to understand the presence of God in an effort to soothe our own pain. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I disagree with that completely. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I think that's. I think those are such such great points. But Alyssa, your whole life declares that you think you have sway, and that you have agency in the world, and that it matters. Oh, totally. So, I mean, that's where I'm like, yeah, I hear the theory. The theory's funky, but you care so deeply about things, and there yeah. is so much energy mm-hmm. about things. Um, to just think that that's all wasted and it's all pre-planned and it's just a, a chess game uh, with the divine sort of chess master. I don't know. It just seems like you don't... Well, it wouldn't even be that he's like the chess master. It's just like he, already, like he knows. He's omni... 
present. He's, what's the other one? Omnipotent. Omnipotent, thank you. And omniscient. So you can't know the free choices of, of your kids? What's your point? <laughs> that omniscience and free will don't contradict each other. I'm not saying that they do. I'm just talking about what that means in context to prayer. Well, I mean, for Jesus, when he says, your father knows what you need before you ask him, that wasn't, so don't ask. It was just the opposite conclusion. So why ask? Was because he knows. And in the process of praying, there's actual work being done in you. Yes, exactly. We're saying the same thing. I'm just not saying it very well. No. There's this level of like... You're saying it great. This is about my experience. It's uh, not... I mean, yes, it's about God, sure. But I think that there's more to... I think humans pray because we're human. And I know that Jesus prayed too, but like Jesus was God. So like we can we can dance on that one if you want. Yeah, he was fully human, but he was also fully God. So he was kind of talking to himself. I mean, we could go there. But... <laughs> I'm just saying, that's not just like a, anyways. Yes. I think that we pray for our own mental health. <laughs> I, I Like, if you put me up against a wall, I think that's why we do it. I think we want to, we want to see and hear God, and we want to feel God because we want to be soothed. And I don't think that's a bad thing. There you go. That's all I got. And if prayer does that, that's, I think, biblical because it's it's moving you in the direction of partnership with God. It's getting you in union with God. It's it alignment. Is, yeah. It okay. Yeah, we could use that word. <laughs> it, it's aligning you with God. It's partnering. Um, I, the greater struggle in this isn't so much for me um, a um, I, the the struggle lies in that place when you know I talked to you know I've had friends die of cancer right and I've prayed and I know God can heal them so it's not a matter of whether he can or not he just chooses not to um, and so somewhere in there is his willingness to say no to what I think are just things. That's, that's my struggle with prayer. That's my struggle with um, uh, the, the answer, no. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not answering the prayer the way you want me to answer it. So, and then in my heart of hearts, I realize I don't get to make all those decisions and I know that there's wills, other wills at play in this world. I know that uh, the evil one has a foothold, and Scripture clearly describes the world as his domain. Um, and so there's a lot going on here that God chooses not to intervene with. And then, that, you know, you talked about that um, passage where I who was praying and the principalities kept the angel from coming. And Daniel. Yeah. Daniel. And, and you go, what? Yeah. Wait, how does that work? Like time actually matters on the other side of eternity. Um, like in their realm, time matters. So somehow you can hold up an angel yeah, I have no idea. from arriving on time. That's jacked. I mean, that's part. That's part of the answer that Mike I don't gave know. The third way, in a sense, was like, <laughs> yeah. 
we don't fully understand this thing. And yeah. I, this is such a great conversation. I wish we had about 20 more conversations because really it, it is, if you take it all the way to the end, mm-hmm. it's how, I mean, we're living out of the overflow of what we believe to be true about God, his yeah. involvement, our involvement. Right. So it is a really important conversation and right. for us. You know, obviously if you're listening right now, you're like, okay, so what the heck <laughs> is this thing? And I think we're all just trying to actually really dig through this and figure it out and not just say, well, this is what it is. Because if you take even these little things, and I was yeah. reading this week this article, um, I think it was in Vanity Fair or something. It was on oh, why, of course. why people read have Vanity left, Fair. Uh, Christians, why, why, I'm no, why I'm no longer a Christian. And they just had all these uh-huh. examples. That and was in Vanity Fair? Or it was in some something on my BuzzFeed? I don't know. Who knows. Um, <laughs> and let's go with the Atlantic. So many of the answers came down to their ultimate belief about God, mm-hmm. like of his involvement. You know, somebody said, my mom would always say, oh, I need a parking space. God, give me a parking space. And then if he did it, she'd say it was him. If he didn't, I mean, it was like saying all these things. <laughs> yes. Everybody used these as their example. So I think it's a really important conversation to continue yes. to mm-hmm. dig into yeah. for right. us. Right. And it's not just like, here's the end. Here's what right. it is. Oh, it's yeah. an ongoing had. conversation. This has to be, because yeah. it really truly dictates then how we live. So for me, um, I've only found, I mean, I'm sure there are many ways, but one way through the maze that I found to be helpful is just to stick with the Lord's Prayer. Like that, Mm -hmm. like Mm. I I sit in and I I inhabit those words and those petitions because I feel totally safe there. You know what I mean? Like all of the other sort of big mysteries are kind of swept away when you start by saying, okay, our Father. Thank you for the ways that you've parented me. Um, I want to be someone who honors your name. Um, um, would your kingdom come? You know, and and I literally just radius. So I talk about coming in me and what that would look like. Coming in my marriage. Coming in my family. Coming in my work. My children. Um, you know, thank you for provision today. Keep me from temptation. I mean, I've just found like yeah. such sturdy ground as we talk about just these great right. mysteries. Yeah. Um, I found such sturdy ground kind of just in those words. And I don't just mindlessly mm-hmm. repeat them, but I sort of take each sort of them, petition yeah. and just say, yeah, I, volunt- I, I want to be somebody who doesn't, you know, who yeah. honors your name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So help me not be angry. Uh, help me to bless and not curse. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so, so that's been helpful as it like a, to kind of a tangible practice in the midst of all the yeah. all the craziness. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, everyone, I think we're we nailed it. I think we're out of time. <laughs> so thank I don't know. You, Tim Timmons, Mike Erie, Alyssa McNally, Kevin Dixon. Thank you for being Susie here. Lind. And beloved listeners. Get your advent on. Get smash your that advent patriarchy. on. Smash that patriarchy. In the name of Advent. Share this podcast if you love it. Share it with your friends. Screenshot it. Social media it. Leave us a review on iTunes so or wherever you listen so more people can find us. All the things. You know what to do. Thanks for joining us, and we will be back here next week. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you would share a screenshot of this episode to your Instagram story and tag us at journey underscore TN. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app.